Ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land, this is Mike Eagle from Tyson Feist. And if you want to support this podcast, the very best thing you could do is go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a review like The New Dance, who says it's a podcast about a thing they love, but never try to hide its faults. Join The New Dance. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps us out so much. Thank you. Tyson Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel. And this guy, Mike Eagle, is there as well. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Tyson fights podcast. We're talking wrestling. Tyson fights podcast. We're talking wrestling now. We are going to begin. And we are going to begin talking about Mike. How dare you? I can Do I? Can I stop now? Yes. I don't like the theme, and I don't like when he puts the mop on his head. But I do like Finn Balor, <laughs> and that's something I have to wrestle with every single a day. Great song. Something to wrestle. With how? With how? With how? I like the song. I love the pause. <laughs> Danielle, you've been listening to that show. I neither admit nor deny. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Halatola of rock and roll, oh, Hal Lublin. Lovely. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the unsafe twerker, Danielle Radford. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> and show pants in hell, Mike Eagle. Hi. Just... Didn't like that one? <laughs> nah, it was okay. <laughs> Who won? Who won this week? Uh, uh, Daniel usually wins. No, yeah. you've had I won, some really I won last week, ones. right? You won last week. I did week, win last sure. week. I like you guys also, you, you, you have not acknowledged um, the retweet about Philadelphia that I tagged you in. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> we have a special guest today. Writer and friendly neighborhood wrestling mark, it's LaToya the Destroyer Ferguson. Welcome. Hello, I'm a destroyer. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to walk in and to Danielle and I fighting the beef that will never be squashed. It's the beef that will never what be is, squashed. What are the two sides of this beef? Uh, people who are great and people who don't like Philadelphia. Um, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Those are the two people sides. People who have very strong feelings about Philadelphia yes. and people who are from Seattle, which is an awesome town to live in. <laughs> oh I can't argue with that. I do like Seattle. It's so nice. I, I like, like having common I ground. I think Seattle and Philadelphia are both fantastic. Wow, now who looks baby-faced both of us. Right. I know. I don't know what to do. What the hell's in the water today? LaToya, you're here for a very odd day, apparently. To choose between Seattle and Philly? Yeah. LaToya, before we jump in, tell us a little oh. bit about uh, your wrestling fandom. When did it start? How intense is it? Uh, it's it's very intense. Yes. I've been watching wrestling ever since I was a, a little child. I grew up in a household of wrestling, WWF, rarely WCW, mm. only when my mom was working because then my dad would like put on Thunder. But yeah, Wait, why wouldn't he put it on when she was home? Because we I've were seen Thunder. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we were also a, a Shawn Michaels household. So, but only Shawn, like. 
Well, Shawn Michaels is very important, first of all, because okay. you, you to, obviously you have to make your, your Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart decision early in your life, uh, obviously. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's true. So Shawn Michaels' household, obviously, uh, them loving of The Rock and Stone Cold. But, you know, WCW had Goldberg. That's true. Yeah. Man, wasn't really here for that. The uh, the girl uh, I went to school with as a kid who still believed wrestling was real, and I was the the jerk who tried to tell her, no, that's that's not what's happening. They're not talking trash. They're they're going over moves. I, I was a, I was a little jerk because she loved Goldberg, and I was like, no, Stone Cold's cooler, and that's also true. So, <laughs> so you've been ruining dreams always, always. shattered dreams, always and forever. <laughs> who who are you into now? Uh, I hate wrestling now. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> you mean that thing you get paid to write about every week? No, but also tell the people what you write for. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, well, right now uh, I am writing. I still technically write for the AV Club, but you, you never know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, you could read about Univision and all that and The Onion, so everyone knows. It's, it's kind of weird right now. Um, I just started writing for Yard Barker uh, about wrestling. Um, uh, Paste magazine. I wrote a piece on Lucha Underground. I like Paste. Um, mm-hmm. I just learned uh, the other day, actually, uh, my book that I've written on women's wrestling. It comes out um, May seventh, two thousand nineteen. I can Fantastic. say that here. Oh, yes. wonderful! Why do hey. I wonderful. always have to drag out when people do wonderful things? <laughs> Dudes will tell you right the fuck away, but women, I'm always like, tell us the wonderful things you've done. But yes, uh, I've written the the encyclopedia of women's wrestling. Oh, it's not completely comprehensive because I, I had to narrow it down to 100 women and there are so many more yeah, but sure. yeah my original list was like 200 plus and they made me cut it down um also please follow because an amazing amazing follow mm-hmm. and has done all of these things i want to follow her right just, now see i did it earlier today yeah i'm way ahead of the curve i followed back yeah i'm doing it on you better follow me back I, well you don't have to but <laughs> i feel really insulted if you don't <laughs> I, i've tricked people into following me before I've tricked, and it's worked. How, what's the trick? You I'm don't want to tr- tell. Well, like I'll be uh, with a person that I that I know they know, yeah. and then something will happen where their name will come up, and I'll tweet about the whole thing. Sure, oh, and I then, do that, and then yeah, they'll 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 do it. Yep. Yeah, people are sheep. Now they know your secret. <laughs> That's okay. I don't give a fuck. It'll still work. It'll <laughs> still work. He he can tell you he's doing it as he's doing it. It still works. You know what else works? Wrestling. Segways. Not always. Uh, Let's start out with Raw. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns met at the start of the show to confirm that Braun was cashing in his money in the bank opportunity at Hell in a Cell. But before he does that, he teamed up with Ziggler and McIntyre to lay waste to the shield. One of their top babyface turns heel. There's nobody in that roster who's a top heel that could believably beat Roman Reigns. Is that true right now? They kind of, that was that felt like a, a necessity Rome, term. I would say I w- I'm going to disagree with you from the very start. Please, because I, Roman Roman's lost to damn near everybody on the like like right. He hasn't, but heel. Who's the t- who? Who's the heel right now that that you bring in to challenge him? That you feel like oh, man. That, that well, you, people they, have lost, but not the big ones. Right. Well, this is the thing. I hate this turn. Right. I hate this turn so. I think. We we spent so much time on this podcast talking about heel face alignment and how yeah. I felt like the Roman Reigns era has fucked all of that up completely across the entire main roster. And this to me was a doubling down on that. They had a guy who managed to get over as a babyface despite all the confusion, and they're sacrificing him 
to a fucking failed experiment. Is it a sacrifice? I think it very much is a sacrifice. It How, looks like a sacrifice right now. I'll say that. Yeah. Really? Well, like, I'm, I'm very interested to hear your point of view. I, well, go ahead. Well, I just think ultimately with Braun, it does help that as soon as this feud is over, they could just go back to making him face and everyone can't get these hands. Literally at any time, right? But you never know. You gotta twist WWE's arm for them to uh, switch anything really at this point. I think the assumption there is that Heat is not the fickle mistress that it is. And what I saw in that Toronto crowd when this is it a turn thing was happening was fucking confusion. Mm. Right. Nobody was booing like when Hogan turned and throwing shit in the ring. They were like, What's happening here? Because I think also Ziggler and McIntyre are working very well as an upper mid-card heel team, yeah. mm-hmm. but basically turning Braun to be their third, it's like, well, are they really at that level? Were we really worried about them? I thought we kind of moved past them, and mm-hmm. now Braun's turning with them. And and does it make sense with his character to no. align with anyone? Exactly. When he beats the shit out of He overturns vehicles. Like, on I mean, the yeah, regular. That, that is that is the yeah. part where I'm, like, yeah. weird about. Because it is definitely, like, that's... I miss ambulance throwing. Mm-hmm. Why do I have a new ambulance in every city? Is this the same man? What's happening? Why is he coming out of this uh, garbage <laughs> truck <laughs> yes, in a different emerging, city? <laughs> right? It's weird. Because also, basically, what we've seen canonically, his only friend-ish, kind of, was Finn Balor. Right. And it was just kind of like this little buddy he helped around sometimes. And now all of a sudden, he he's palling it up with Dolph Ziggler, who no one likes, just in, in terms of story. Yeah. No one wants to hang out with Dolph Ziggler. I don't even think Drew wants to hang out with Dolph Ziggler. He's just biding his time. I think it was a huge mistake. I, I think we'll we'll look back a month from now and be like, what the fuck is going on now? And we'll look back at this moment because I don't... I think it's really difficult for anybody to get over as a babyface right now. I think that's been mm. really... And they put a lot of work into getting Braun on that level. And they've kind of pissed it away. I I, 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 I like him as a heel, and but and they might they might completely fuck it up. But I am super interested to see how they don't. I mean, the worst thing they could do is make him coward heel. Mm-hmm. If they continue to make him coward heel, but if they make it where he's like when Bray was good, or Undertaker at his peak, where it's like him and like his accolades who do his light work for him, not because he's a coward, but because he ain't got time. He's Braun Strowman. He can flip ambulances. How I know you. I know you want to. You, you want to jump. My head's about to explode. I have a ca- I know, I'm so sorry. I, know, I, know. I just have a counterpoint for that too because I think that even Undertaker at that place where he was taught, he had the ministry, he had all this stuff. All of that was based on a foundation of having strong baby faces for him to oppose. They don't have that right now. They don't have that. They so they turned the wrong guy. I when agree. The shield came out. And put Braun Strowman through a table. Those three were motherfucking heels. And I know everybody out there is excited that their three golden boys are back together again as a happy band. But what they did was take a guy who honorably was going to go and challenge, said he was going to do it, and then was getting ready to do it. And they came out and interfered like heels would. That was not a baby face save. Because that, that, that was not an over... He was only overmatched because Braun is stronger than he is. 
Uh, I will say about uh, him doing the face-to-face thing that he promised, he did this in at, towards the end of the match again with his, his good buddy Finn. As Finn, it, it, honestly, it could have helped Finn a little bit, too. It, he could have gotten the win. That, so either way, it was kind of shady what he was doing. I'm not defending the Shields attack. It, sure. was, it was very heelish, you know. Yeah. And they, they got they got suited up, too. They were prepared for yeah, they something. Had, they like, were wearing grenades. Yeah. They were, <laughs> they were, yeah. To do it. They were ready for something. I will say one good thing about the, the heel turn is that there was a little time during Face Braun. I was really worried they would get too comedy. You know how they like to do their monster turn comedy face situation. I don't even think that was the, the peak of it. I think the peak of it was when he wouldn't leave Kevin Owens alone and he was like tossing porta potties. Same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to the Shield very quickly. Seth Rollins had an amazing Intercontinental title defense against Kevin Owens, which he won. And after taking another L. Owens, in the middle of the ring, with a tear in his eye, said this. I quit. <laughs> okay, what do you think about that, Hal? I want to know where they're going with mm-hmm. it. I, look, I, anything that gives Owens camera time, I think he's compelling. I think he's compelling in the ring. I think he's compelling on the mic. He's, he's probably one of the best actors, straight-up actors, in terms of you believe what he's saying and what he's doing when he's out there. I don't trust WWE creative to get this right. He's so good at talking. They're, yeah. they're very good at like making a huge splash that mm-hmm. turns into a wet fart in like 30 seconds. Yeah, I worry that – because I assume maybe he just wants to take some time off. Maybe that's what's happening. Right. But I just – I want whatever happens when he returns to be awesome, and that's what I'm afraid of. That's just going to be like, uh, well, we'll just anonymous GM it, whatever. He's back. Who cares? Or so like in a battle royal or something, yeah. What if he's back next week? Then it – It might like, be. Why? I want to know why. <laughs> yeah. I, there has to be a why, and there that's what we miss. I mean, you know, well, that's the hardest thing to get right. It feels like he with becomes the fourth line. shield, bro, and then you really just oh. double up on hating. Actually, and he, I... full right. He's the helmet. He's got the shield. He's got the <laughs> yeah, actual. Oh. You got the right shield. That bench one. <laughs> what, what if the shield had a guy under a helmet for like a month, and then he got revealed to be Kevin Owens? That would be the best thing ever. Yes. I mean, if he's under a, a helmet like mask, I would only want it to be DDP when he's revealed. Oh, I get <laughs> so that. The crowd can go, what? I <laughs> also, I, I look and I love. I, that sounds amazing. I want it to be Kevin Owens, but he has such a specific body, body type. type. Yes. That it would literally either be like you just get him really padded, like really stay puffed padded. Yeah, they need extra grenades. So extra grenades. <laughs> then it would work. I would love that. I would love if it was some other um, thick with two C's bois. <laughs> what, like the, just a different thick with two C's bois in every town. So we couldn't tell. And we would be like, I think it's Kevin. They should but... use Chris Hero. And he just suddenly showed it. <laughs> Oh, the, the height disparity. Yeah, that'd be great. That and then I would be so in it for that. And then in the unveiling, when he's like four inches he's like standing on an apple box. It was me the whole time. <laughs> I do think this era could definitely use a little bit of it was me the whole time. Absolutely, it can. Uh, if you thought that the appearance of the demon at SummerSlam meant that his feud with Baron Corbin was over, guess what? The mop is gone, and that means Corbin goes to work. He rigs a match in his favor to get the win over Finn Balor. I like, I, listen, I like Baron Corbin as I a l- heel. I love Mr. Manager Baron Corbin. Yeah. Great. 
I just hate the outfit. I just, he looks like I love every, the outfit. Yeah. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. No, because it's so douchey. He looks like every dude in like 2004 that was like, swag is for children, also, class is for men. Well, at least what, he is also, he's dressed like a man now instead of a child, so that helps. Yeah, he leaves his <laughs> oh, job. Oh, I liked his three Corbin Moon shirt. I thought his shirts were okay that he got when, once they were full shirts, <laughs> but his pants were, he had the combat yoga pants for for a very long time. That was bad. <laughs> you, are the, you are the resident pants. Pants expert. Yes, absolutely. You are the and his, he failed the pants category for a long He's he still should, failing. He should have gotten some grenades on that. It would have worked for you. That's true. <laughs> he's wearing dickies now. Oh, yes. oh God. He's in his work pants. He's wearing work pants. <laughs> his work dickies. dickies. Yeah. He's in his dickies. His management Oh, dickies. my God. He totally looks like the guy who's like, well, this was my dad's company. And then he like lifts up his leg. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to run things a, a little, little differently. Different. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's like a oh, pool table man. in the office next to my <laughs> Oh, there's definitely like ping pong or something where he's like, come on, guys. We have a ping pong tournament every Friday. It's casual air Friday hockey, every day. Air hockey. <laughs> can, looks- we, yes, can we have this like... <laughs> Uh, Kurt Hawkins or someone playing air hockey in the background. Yeah. Yes! That's what I want. He looks like the guy who hosts a Fox special where they reveal magic secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most was me, Baron Corbin. Yes, latchkey kid watching like Raw past yeah. bedtime and that. Right. that. That was it on a loop. A man became a demon and we'll tell you how <laughs> right after this. He's wearing one of those oh, whack ass masks. <laughs> like either that, on, he's that either mask wearing, scared like... me a lot as a child. By the sure. way, and then when oh. it, then when they did the big reveal, they were like, "It was me all along." And they said, "Who? Who the fuck are you? Never heard of you. Haven't heard of you since." Yeah. I feel like everyone thought it was going to be someone super famous. Right? Like it was going to be like a newly trimmed down pen, and it was just like yeah. some dude. No, his greatest trick was making it, his showed, own career. It's disappear. one of these guys, and you see actual people you know and yeah. then it was this random guy yeah uh, please take us seriously yeah. speaking of magic Trish Stratus the ageless uh, Trish Stratus returned <sighs> Yoga in so Toronto good. are we excited to see her back always, always. <laughs> yeah Trish is great is, She's the best. Is Lexa Bliss the right opponent for her? Absolutely not. When I told my mother who Trish was facing, uh, she said, who asked for that? That's what my mom said. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who we you have to have your her? mom on the podcast sometime. My mom Holy is shit. awesome, and she has she has a lot of wrestling opinions. <gasps> Who would sell the match better, though? Because Alexa's a good Alexa's a good person to put in there to sell a program, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she's probably the, the one of the best on the mic in the company. Best facial expression, like she's just a great. She's great at selling a match. Yes. I would say the one who's like on the Trish level that they would want is Becky, but she's on a different brand and she's busy, and we'll talk about that. Yes. Okay. Yes, we will. We will get to yeah, Becky. Yeah, I guess it, I, oh, it's you can, because you're right. You do want someone on there who you know is going to sell, and and I know that Alexa will make her look good. But like, I want the Trish. What a Trish blow, Sasha or a Trish Mickey too? Yeah, blow or the roof three, I guess. off of the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Trish I, I, I was sure she can still work on that like super high level. I mean, I mean it's she got to be ring rust. She looked really good in the Royal Rumble. She might I have mean, some ring rust, brief, yeah, but... but she's also been like a legit yoga instructor mm-hmm. for years, and she was supposed to be the one who got what Mickey's doing yeah, now. The was Mickey Oscar thing was supposed to be her, but she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she was like Meg's pregnant, so there was like oh different 
legend who can also do this. I guess, I mean, it's cool that that was supposed to be her, but I I mean, Mickey was working on television the entire time, you know? So, like, it's a... She's taking some time off between getting put... Well, yeah, I get... train on TNA. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Mickey James. Ah! I still think that's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> he pushed her. He pushed her in front of a train. He pushed her in front of a train. He pushed her in front of a train. You know what we should have on a, so as a segment? It's so dumb and terrible. Danielle, we so know what we should have as a segment on this podcast. Yes, In fact, I feel like put a release too after it. We should we have we should have shit that happened on TNA. That we have no idea about. Yeah, I can tell you I... all about this. This is my expertise. I'm gonna. I'm actually going on WrestleSplania to talk about TNA. WrestleSplania. Oh, yep. Tell them we said. Hi. Oh, that's a great oh, yeah. name. Oh, they're great. We love them. They're fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. was, it, oh. Ra- was about... it Rachel and? It's Rachel and Kath. Yeah. yeah Rachel, tell, and Kath. tell them we said hello. Tell yeah. please, and, and they already know. Anytime they're in town, like come yeah, on. Yeah, they gotta come through. Yeah. I'll you let them know. I'll let them know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, before we go to break, how did everybody feel about uh, Dana Brooks' return to in-ring action? Great, as in, always. In rung. That's what I said. You, you so, caught it. It was a ladder match. It was good. Yeah. What did you think of the ladder match? No ladder. It was very innovative. It was good. <laughs> it was invisible. Yeah. I support her return to the ring, but uh, I'm just going to do a little mini rant. Uh, on the road to evolution, when we're having even shorter women's matches than we have in a long while, this is diva, yeah, diva era short matches we're having right now and a lot of multi-win matches. No, no, no. That's the opposite of what we should be doing. And that was my main concern when they announced this, is that they're going to have an entire um, mm-hmm. pay-per-view Remember? women's matches, and, they, and I just did not have a, a moment of of hope that they were going to actually invest in enough storylines to carry that through. I mean, it looks like they're going to try to lean on a lot of people like coming back and a lot of special attraction matches, but I just really, what I want them to do is to invest more in having like more than one main storyline on a women's, on each women's roster leading into this. And and it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Yeah. They're, they're taking short paths. I mean, they're, they're booking month to month. They're booking month yeah. to month. We don't need more Finn Corbin, especially because Corbin's whole thing now is just, I wasn't owned. I wasn't owned. That's that's the story. <laughs> you were you, owned. And you can do that with him and any other baby face on the roster. It doesn't have to still be Finn. Yeah, well, he could just stop yeah. feuding with him. Be, be like, say it's on his terms that he's quitting because, you know, he's an authority figure, so he's going to move on. And it's, yeah. they're doing that thing they do where they're like, oh, we have something important coming up, so we'll just do a bunch of matches with a bunch of women to remind you that they all exist. But it's like, no. What's actually more important is if you have two or three, or at least, come on, at least give us like two and a half really good women's segments every show leading up to ev- Evolution. Evolution. Um, <laughs> evolution. Evolution. Hosted that by e- Eve Torres. <laughs> I mean, Eva Marie. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and make those count so that people care. No one cares about these, like, again, like you said, diva level, let's throw everyone into the pool and see what happens things. Just one more complaint real quick about um, the, the evolution that's happening mm-hmm. where I had basically um, a Divas Era PTSD moment, which was the <clears throat> segment where we have uh, the Bellas, Natalia, uh, Trish, and Rhonda together, and they take their selfie, and then I believe it's Nanny who says, now that's what I call an evolution, and I'm just, I have, yeah. I'm not saying I have any problem with any of these women, but it's just... Most of these women are also the face of that era that everyone was complaining about, and yeah, and this is off. Like I said, we're having very short segments. It's just I'll it's go you stressing one further because I was having this same sort of like cognitive dissonance, and I was trying to figure out like why is it that I don't like 
seeing the Bellas involved in like a lot of these segments with the with the with the newer women, and I, I believe it's because the last time we really saw them, especially as like a tag team unit, like they were they were positioned as such where they were like almost defending the Divas era, like that that was like a big part of of the transition was like they like they were the divas mm-hmm. and they were like staunchly the divas well no and i do, i do understand that but it's also like that's what they had and it's yeah, but not I, but their I, fault. no but no but but i'm saying but regardless it, of that you have to do work to dissociate people from that right. you can't just have them pop up and have us expect to lose that association and they right. do a lot of that like yeah i i i get that and it's like also as human to promote beings total divas right. which so this is like, the best thing in the entire world I if, mean, Ms. and Mrs. exist, so... Thank you. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. After the break, we're going to be talking about what happened on the blue brand this week. That's up next on Tights and Fights. It's new promo time, James. Ooh, what you got, Aneke? How about this? You need more black friends, Minority Corner, every Friday. Uh, okay, but girl, that doesn't say anything about how we're a podcast that talks about queer issues, race, politics, and pop culture. Now it does, because I've already hit record. Oh, girl, you so sneaky, you be Linda tripping me. Minority Corner. Learn, laugh, and play. All from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Because nobody puts minorities in the corner. Every Friday. <laughs> Times and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Michael Eagle. And... Latoya Ferguson. That's right. Danielle left. It was too much, but she'll be back. <laughs> she Don't stormed worry. out. It was scary. Yeah. She'll, she'll be back uh, next week. Don't worry about it. Everybody calm down. Let's get to some news from SmackDown. The New Day celebrated their fifth tag title win, and then they were greeted by the only person who could possibly greet a five-time champion. Here's a clip. Hear ye, hear ye. It is I, King Booker, <laughs> ruler of the SmackDown world. <laughs> Doth our eyes deceive us? <laughs> is it he, the WWE Hall of Famer, the master of the spinneroony and our king. I mean, I can't, I can never think about Booker T again without, I was backstage before Hell in a Cell 2016. I think 16. And uh, he had just gotten a hoverboard. <laughs> I'm sitting and catering and I'm watching him hover and get some chicken and then hover. And get potatoes and hover and get dessert. So he was just like full on. It was the like it looked like he was on a conveyor belt to get food, like in the Jetsons. That's some king shit right there. Yeah, this is straight up king shit in like a nice. Was he in a suit or was he in his trap? I'm sure he was in a suit. He might well, yeah, he might have been in a suit by then. But he was just like floating (laughs) around the catering area, and that's I can't ever hear now. Every time I hear him speak, I just imagine that's what he's doing. Is he's on a hoverboard? Hail King Booker. Booker. I mean, it's perfect for him to Pink, wave. Pinky up. Pinky up. Yeah. Yep. 
It made me so happy. I love King Booker so much. Yeah. And I remember at the time, back in the day, how um, all the wrestling fans hated it. And I'm like, no, this is the best thing that's happening right now. It was right so now. great. It was so good. The, ch- the champion of champions. He commits. Uh, so good. He that, commits. That, that the, rapscallion John Cena. The worst <laughs> British accent ever. But it's it so was good. amazing in its terribleness. And all I could think about while I was watching this segment was how much more I would have enjoyed it. If it had not been spoiled for me by Twitter mm. before I had a chance to actually see it. That's so on much, you. No, yeah, it's not. <laughs> this is the thing. It gets spoiled because stuff starts trending because of the East Coast feed. Right. I don't have that choice. You need to get that East Coast feed. How? I got it on Sling. I watch it, I watch it live. I got Roku. I got. I don't have that you option. You can download Sling on Roku. Yeah. And then what do you what do you, you have buy, to pay for it? You, yeah, you got to pay for it. Why uh, I pay enough? <laughs> I pay for I you pay, pay for, for PlayStation a... View. I pay for WWE Network. I'm good. I'm paying. Yeah, man. Are you getting the East Coast feed? No. Sorry about that. I'm oh, sorry about it too. That's weak. Sorry about your damn luck, as James Storm, uh, trade murderer, would say. <laughs> I pay for YouTube TV to get USA, so I could watch. Raw and I don't know, maybe down. lie about your zip code or something? Maybe that'll work. I'll try to lie. <laughs> All these tips. This is what we're really here to learn. Uh, <laughs> so, the, the, you know, we talked about this last week. The, the transition of the titles to New Day was done out of necessity because Eric Rowan got hurt. wasn't planned. They're the obvious choice to put the belts on because they're over. They're great. How do you both feel about the state of SmackDown's tag scene as compared to Raw, where you have they the... have a they have a tag scene SmackDown does and Raw? I mean, I, I love chanting B Team, B Team, Go Go Go. I don't, I don't love that. I don't even love doing that. <laughs> no, but the revival. You like the revival? No, I hate the revival. I love the revival, and I hate they've done the revival. I've never liked. Oh the no, revival. I'm a big fan of the revival. I I, I, what, what do they do that you're fans of? They don't flip. That's that's no that's all it takes. Just, uh, Neither did they, King Kong Bundy. Did you love him too? Great tag team wrestling. No. They could probably showcase that they were on SmackDown. Yeah, great technical, great storytellers. Yeah. They're like an old school team, and you yeah. need an old school team in a new. But in a world. fun way, because yeah. they're so good at that that it, it's fun, and it's not just what, like watching an old boring match. No, they're good at all the things that I find boring. Oh no, I didn't even like them on NXT. When they were having See, like really good matches so on the takeovers, weird. but yeah. it just did nothing for me. Were you all about that Blake and Murphy though? Right. No. <laughs> <Okay>. Also not. <laughs> TM sixty one. No. Also no. A third. Oh, okay. No. Do you like tag teams? I uh, on on NXT. Do I like? I like the fucking undisputed era. I like them. Yeah, I like course. them a ton. They're okay. awesome. Yeah. They're on a different level than everyone though. Well, right. that's the level I like. <laughs> Get on their level. <laughs> right. Because they're just like a bunch of main, level, main event level players, basically, and also just doing a tag team. Yeah. Uh, so but later on in the show, they had the triple threat tag match. The bar comes out of that because they were the only team in that match that should have come out of that. They're probably going to face we... the Usos who mm-hmm. will win their yeah. triple threat. Can we talk about Primo and Epico? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. They're not good. And I, people, I, <laughs> I feel like the match I was watching, they looked worse than ever. Really? And everyone was saying, "What? A, they looked really great coming back. Like, no, they looked who terrible. Who said that even? The people on the Twitter, the people who ruined ah! everything. What do you hate about them? I, what 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 rubs you the wrong, wrong way? Besides not being able to get any single gimmick they've ever had over. Right. Out of like five gimmicks. <laughs> to be fair, when they're like, hey, here's what we want you to do. Sell timeshares. That's a rough. There are very few people. You know, some people will make anything. Damian Sandow would have made that work. 
Mm. I'm sure they've gotten used to flying out to sit in the back and eat catering. So, like, suddenly when they find out they're on the program, they must not have been happy about that. (laughs) They weren't involved in something that they had a chance of winning or advancing storylines. They know there's another four months of sitting back there eating catering. There's no way they were motivated Somehow, to do anything good in this match. They weren't the team that took the pin either, which was very strange. <laughs> we got to protect, protect them. them. We got to protect them. Everyone thought they were going to be there just to take the pin, and then they weren't. And it was so confusing. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the swerve. Yeah. They protected Primo and Epico. Speaking of champions, Charlotte successfully defended her women's title against Carmella before she was laid out by Becky Lynch, and this line was uttered. When I get my way, come hell in a cell, I'm taking my title back. You bitch. Yeah. Uh, let her know. Won't they let her yes. be a baby face, man? She is a baby face. Why won't they let her be a baby face? I think face? now they're, they've seen the pushback and they're just going to just let them fight. All right. I, I don't think we're... we're Right now, so far on TV, we not we have not seen her side with heels. We haven't seen her like tag with the iconics. We haven't well, seen that. Last week, she talked shit about the crowd, and then they edited it out of, of all the replays and the oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, great! So maybe they have fucking grown a clue. You yeah. Know what? Okay. She's stone cold. Honestly. By God. Yeah. She. she by God. By God. It's <laughs> Becky Lynch. By God. She broke her in half. That steampunk goggles. They had a family. Uh, Sounds like God Byron attempting a Stone Cold uh, a JR impression. I just imagine and Corey telling him to shut up. By God, by God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a W here. I tried to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's just a badass, and she wants what's hers, and she's not. She's gonna take it, and that feels that feels Stone Cold. That like that the murky water Stone Cold, where the crowd was like, oh, we like this. She didn't get the benefit of that being a heel thing because the crowd was so behind her. Yeah, they just wanted it, they, they just want her to have the belt. It's not that they dislike anybody else. They just uh, they're so far behind her. Mm-hmm. There's nothing she can do. I I hope that they continue to ride this out though. This doesn't need a course correction. They just need to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, but uh, but just just don't have her try to turn the crowd against her. Speaking of the women's division, Naomi took a loss to each of the Iconics two weeks in a row. There's always a debate, do, win, do wins and losses mean anything? And the other, the other side is, when you haven't been on TV, any time on TV is good time because you're getting some exposure. Mm-hmm. However, it feels like Naomi's been off TV for a very long time, and that she's come back to eat two pins to people who are who, while I like them very much, I don't think are have quite reached her level of in-ring polish, put it that way. I was, I think the, the match with Billy was bad, but I also think, again, it has that problem. It was just like a short right. Divas match. I do think it's okay that she lost to them because they were they were literally losing every single one of their matches. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And Billy, apparently this was the first singles match she's won maybe on the ma- main roster and first since like 2016 or something yeah, like wh- singles match yeah what are the, i don't get, i don't get what they're setting up i i don't get it they just i Naomi's at a place also where unless the losses she's having they're not like making her look like a fool the way Becky Lynch was when she was losing a bunch and right. they would make sure she lost in the most foolish way possible sure so she still looks, looks fine losing these matches 
and just just giving him, I guess, a bit of the rub. That's what I'm seeing so far. I don't know what the story is. It does look like, um, I think what bugs me, and it's the same thing that I felt like when I was watching, when I see the, the, how quickly someone can transition from being mm-hmm. champion to, to losing like that, it just affects my whole view of the whole machinery. Naomi, remember, she won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Right. Like, they've still... They've, for the most part, protected her. She hasn't been on TV, but I think they were doing that weird thing they did with Sasha Banks before where they just, well, we don't want her to lose, so we'll just not put her on TV. That way she can't lose or anything. And that's, that, that smells of this thing where sometimes you'll read uh, backstage news and you'll say, they'll say, oh, the bar hasn't been on television for the last four weeks because creative has nothing for them. Which is fucking I thought it was because Shamus's neck me. is... Well, it, I just use them as an example. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that was uh, 100% well, see, the case has nothing for, for Primo and Epico, as, as we but know. That's a, clearly wow. But to me, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, a, you have a crew of writers and you have a pretty much set roster, mm-hmm. why don't you just make them write something for everybody? Like, I, I don't understand how you don't have anything for anybody. It's I don't get it. Where, in theory, you could have an, at least an idea for everyone. It doesn't have to be a good idea. Right. But it, 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 could, it could be a matter of just Vince being like, no. But if you have then, nothing, like then what what are what are you paying them to do i completely forgot naomi won that battle royale mm-hmm. i forgot it even happened because they kind of backpedaled on promoting it once they had to right, change the name and the then they just made it the, the uh, mula thing yeah. the, the trophy was weird looking yeah the trophy <laughs> looked like a like like uh lady parts yeah exactly lady the parts. right yeah jeff hardy and randy orton will face off in hell of a cell they should just have a match in the shower at this point i Those feel like guys are in love they're in love <laughs> If the shower involves washing that fucking makeoff off of, off of Jeff Hardy's face, that's I'm what all for Randy it. did. He already made the Lovingly. first move to, to, to and yeah, then to just putting RKO in his in his makeup. So they love each other. They should just make out. <laughs> They're the life partners. They are. Yeah, they are. I mean, let's just put. You know what? Put, let's put every match in the cell. Why not? It's there. Let's yeah. do it. And then put a shower oh, in the cell, and, actually, and then you got the thing, their match. The thing for most of SmackDown matches, I think actually most of the matches for the cards so far, they all kind of. Built on a lot of hatred anyway, so let's let's put him in the cell. The fact that AJ Joe apparently isn't going to be in the cell that seems ridiculous to me. Right, that's the match that belongs in the cell. Mm-hmm. But Becky also and Charlotte early, should be in the cell too. They're only one match into that feud, mm-hmm. so they yeah. should have had. This should be match like like four or five. To Every match should be in the cell, even pre-show. This sh- haven't all the matches happen in the cell, but at once. <laughs> the, oh, at the same time. Team in a hell in a cell is what I want to see. Oh, just get the shit beat out of them and be trying to escape. B team, B team, no, 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 as no, they're going <laughs> into the cell. Uh, let's talk about another match that belongs in the cell: Miz and Daniel Bryan, which continues. Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas got involved. Uh, they had a very good match on SmackDown. We got like a little preview of what a feud between them might look like. So good. But also great job by Miz and Maurice getting heat. Mm-hmm. D- They're this... matching shirts. How adorable. <laughs> they were great. Those were great. Right? You're 100% right, by the way. Miz and Mrs. Is, is so good. My wife, Jennifer, is outside of the booth and, and she still will not watch wrestling. A little too violent for her. Like too real. She reeled the vibe. Like, of course, they're all somebody, in the cell, obviously. Somebody could get hurt. Everybody in the cell. But she likes Miz and Mrs. I got her into that. And I got her to watch the opening segment of SmackDown last week. I've been uh, re-watching uh, MTV's The Challenge because, I, first of all, I love The Challenge. And mm-hmm. also because I want to do like a podcast about it. And two of the seasons I was watching were two of Miz's last few seasons. And it's ridiculous in general how he's a person who was like, he got like out of just normal reality TV looking like a decent person. Like, he had a, a couple moments where he was, like, a drunk, like, 20-something. But he comes out looking like a great human being in general, and it kind of... It's, it's weird. It's yeah. so weird. 
He seems like a genuinely <clears throat> decent guy. The the little I that I have interacted with him, uh, he was very nice. He had to learn about uh, racism in his, his season of the Real World, but it was never at a point where you're like, oh no, this guy is garbage. It's like, oh no, he just doesn't know any better. Right. And then he 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 learned, and it was so sweet. And he got better. Yeah. He got better. It can happen. Uh, finally, we haven't talked about it much here, but what are your expect? When is the Super Showdown? Is that this weekend? Uh, what, is, is it? Is that in October? I thought it was in October. <clears throat> October. 6th. I hope. What's the day for the evol- evolution? 20... October 6th. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like... No, it's uh, October 28th, I want to say. Okay. 28th. Okay. So I gave a little bit of okay. room. Yeah, we're getting the end of an era uh, uh, again uh, after... Uh, a surprise Triple H is a mental part where no one uh, plotted for him like he wanted them to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I hope the end of the era has Undisputed Era beating up both old men. And there we go. No, they'd have to stack one of those guys on top of each other for Vince <laughs> to even see him coming in the door. I think that Triple H would hunch over for Adam Cole, baby. That's, yeah, he sh- and he should. Yeah. And he should. Do you Don't think the good. audience, if there's any chance, well, this is an Australia crowd. If it was in the U.S., they would probably start shit. Please stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it right? depends on where they would go, though. Yeah. If they went to Corpus Christi, there'd just be no sound whatsoever. <laughs> If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, keep I'm, the givens. I'm sorry, Corpus Christi, but you know it's true. <laughs> oh, shit. If you have any thoughts on the week in wrestling, keep the conversation going on our episode page at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. Julian, you're getting married soon, yeah? I am? How many tuxedo <laughs> jackets have you ripped through by flexing? <laughs> I Over under, start with 10. <laughs> the rental place has banned me for life. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Even just coming through the door, he yawned and stretched. Structural damage. They had to shut the store down for a week. After the break, we've got some things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Manner, Schmanners. Get it? Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by Michael Eagle and Latoya Ferguson. Folks, we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Latoya, guests go first here. So what would you like to put over? I am putting over a, a, a TNA thing. We're going to oh. go back in time to 2006 uh, with a little thing called Paparazzi Productions. Alex Shelley and Kevin Nash and Johnny Devine. But like, no, no one heard it. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny <laughs> Devine. I know you're like uh, training in Canada, but it's about Alex Shelley and Kevin Nash <laughs> and their, their hilarious misadventures. Uh, one of the first things I saw for TNA Impact, I was just flipping through channels, and I see Kevin Nash. I recognize him, and he's talking to this very handsome young man, Alex Shelley. Uh, and he's just going on about, you know, how he outdrew, like he sold more than The Rock and Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. He was just make he was the biggest drawing champion ever. I'm like, 
Kevin Nash, I don't think you were the biggest drawing champion ever. <laughs> and just this hilarious world in Kevin Nash's mind where he was the biggest draw and how he can show these X Division guys how to really do X Division because, of course, he created it in Mexico. And it's just <laughs> these goofy... It was clear that they were just given the camera and they were said, do whatever the hell you want and just put it on TV. And that's what they did, and it was beautiful. I remember being inspired when I had my first chance for the WWF Championship, which was called back then the WWF Championship, not WWE. And I went out in front of 29,000 people in Mass Square Gardens and defeated him in a record eight seconds. Does the garden even hold 29,000 people? <laughs> I did that night. Incredible. And it led us to things like the Paparazzi Championship Series, where they had uh, limbo competitions and push-up competitions. And that was the beginning <laughs> of uh, Jay Lethal doing his Macho Man Black, Black Machismo. That came out of that. So some, oh, wow. some good stuff. A watershed moment in yeah. wrestling. Yeah, I could talk about this know about. For, for hours, honestly. <laughs> That'll be the next time we have you on. We'll <laughs> just deep it dive into that. So good. Uh, Danielle Radford is not here. But if she was, I'd like to think that she would say something like this. Um, I want to put over that our very own Hal Lublin is going to be at Dragon Con in Atlanta all weekend long. He is going to be signing at the Walk of Fame, doing a ton of panels. You can find it on their website if you're looking for where you can see him. I'm sure there'll also be some meet and greets and other fun things involved. Um, you can check the schedule for the info. You can also check his Twitter. He will make sure to let you know where he's going to be. Danielle, thank you. I'll see you in Atlanta, everybody. Uh, Mike, what do you want to put over? I'm going to put over Danielle Radford. What? what? Yes. As, as a shocking uh, uh, wrestling surprise. Uh, what? Uh, Danielle Radford has started a Patreon. And she's creating funny wrestling film and comic book commentary. And you can follow that on Patreon.com. And please do, because we love her. We want you guys to support her. And um, she's a super creative and talented person and should be receiving money for that. Get that money, girl. Yeah, could not agree more. Uh, I guess it's my turn. All right. What are you going to do, Hal? What happened in wrestling this week? I want to put over Open Mike Eagle. What? Yeah, that's right. Open Mike Eagle. You might know him. He is a rapper. He is a, a, a hilarious person, a podcaster. And more importantly, he's going to be going on tour in the U.S. and Europe this fall. So that's you so can true. get tickets. To see Mike in person, and after you see him perform, uh, and he is—he put out one of my favorite uh, rap albums mm, ever. Mm, He's so mm, great, mm, like just mm, like mm. the best. Like the be I met him as a person before I knew his music, and that just enhanced everything. Enhances everything with Mike. Aww. So you can see him live. Go to mikeeagle.net. You can see all the tour dates. You can buy tickets, and then you, what you do is you go see his show. That's right. Then afterwards. You get some merchandise from him that yep. he's selling, and then you can talk to him for a little bit. Only a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. You know what? There are people behind you. you got to move the line along. Oh, thank you, Hal. I'm blushing and dancing at the same time. <laughs> oh, you're blancing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts were Daniel Radford, Mike Eagle, and LaToya Ferguson, along with me, Hal Lublin, Latoya, thank you again for joining us. Thanks so thank much. you for having me. Will you please tell everybody where where should they be following you? What, what do you want them to see, do, anything? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at uh, LaFergs, where I, I tweet a lot of nonsense, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I apologize, but actually it's not nonsense you need to learn, like about the WB in the early 2000s, <laughs> about yeah, Michelle po- Branch. Are we talking about wow. homeboys in outer space? We talk- that's not UPN. UPN. You're right. I'm yeah, that is pretty, I'm that is, yeah. This is my expertise. You need, you need to know. <laughs> about <laughs> Michelle Branch, I guess sometimes wrestling. Um, I, I can show you uh, reviews of things that I am reviewing. Uh, I reviewed season two of Glow. If you haven't seen those reviews, they're very good, my reviews, uh, over at the AV Club. Um, I have a Patreon, too. You can find that on the Twitter. And like I said, my encyclopedia of women's wrestling comes out next May, so I'll be putting the pre-order stuff up there when it's time. Yes, keep an eye out for that and order it. And the best part is, since you had to get down from 200 to 100, you know what that means. Volume two. Volume two in 2020, because 2019 it's going to sell like gangbusters. So you're going to make that happen by pre-ordering that book. You better. You hear me? Do it. Uh, our producer, Julian Burrell, patiently awaits his time to reclaim his throne on Smash Brothers. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> We're all uh, thoughts and prayers with you. Senior producer <laughs> at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. I told you he was good. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Maximum Fun members who make a portion of their recurring monthly contribution come towards our show and keep the lights on while we're here. We appreciate it more than we could possibly say. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.